episode of Wine on Wednesday. As always, I'm delighted to be joined by Maria Elena Solis, Rosie Brophy, Joe Geiger, and Patty Wong. Today we're going to talk about how you manage communities with low reserves and failing common elements. But before we get started, hello ladies, how are you today? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So why don't we head right into it? What's the first thing you do? When you start managing a community that has low or no reserves and everything, it's failing. Run. Run, yeah, panic. <laughs> <laughs> All of the above. Drink with your girlfriend. What's the second thing you do after you're done running and drinking with your girlfriends? <laughs> Who wants to go first? I don't have a lot to add to this topic, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay, I'll, I'll take it. So if you're giving a, a community and the first thing you notice is that their finances are, are low, uh, besides looking at their balance sheet, making sure that they have an audit, that they have a reserve study, I think one of the first things you should do is sit down with that new board and listen from them where, why are they in that precise moment? Like what happened? What has been the philosophy? And then from then on, once you have a good, because you don't want to come in with, uh, you're like, oh my God, you guys are broken. You, you yeah. don't know what you were doing. And why didn't you special assess? Or why are your fees so low? Listen to that. Uh, because again, we, we want to guide them in the right direction. And in order to do that, we need to understand where they were. And then from then move forward. Uh, learn their philosophy, check out their delinquency list. Where are they with that? I mean, there are so many things that play into it. And then from then on, there is so much that you can do, especially when you are that new manager or that new management company. I think it, it, it truly boils down to communication. So once you have a good understanding with that new board is then start giving out communications to the community. Um, you know, start highlighting things, uh, and of course, with board approval and consent and, you know, like if they if they have a very low capital contribution, that is the first thing that you right. can amend. Right. So bring them up to scale on that, pass a resolution, and that doesn't hurt the unit owners. So that's a that's a very quick win for the association. If they have a lot of rental properties, get together with the attorney, put in a policy resolution and start collecting a lease administration fee. Everybody does that. Mm -hmm. Put that on, on them. Uh, and again, uh, you know, the landlords are getting money. So, you know, I, and by having a rental occupied unit, there's so much more administrative work involved. Whether we like it or not, we still then need to track lease agreements. Uh, some associations require proof of rental insurance. Some others don't. I mean, there are so many things involved. And this is not a fee that the management company collects. It goes right to the association. You're doing all of that work for that community. So the landlord should participate in that. And from then on, there are just so, so many other things. So I'll, I'll quiet down and I'll let somebody else talk. <laughs> so um, before I came to Associate Mid-Atlantic, I used to work for a small property management uh, company. And I was like the fixer. I was like one of those mafia people that come in and like <laughs> clean up the dead bodies. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Fixer. Yeah, they would put me on the property 
problem um, communities. And so I, I really, you know, learned a lot from that. And um, Rosie's got it right on the head. You need to sit down with them and say, you know, what, what went wrong here um, and not blame. But um, I think what you need to do is like she said about a reserve study. I think the first thing to do is if you don't have a current reserve study is to get an updated reserve study by like a KIPCON or somebody really good. And not just the basic reserve study, you wanna get a detailed reserve study. So this'll be able, then, then have them come to a meeting and this'll be, this'll be a way that you can, not just you, but the reserve specialists talk to uh, the board of directors about the priorities that you need. And also maybe get the insurance company at another time involved with this because, you know, there's liabilities attached to not having your components uh, fixed up. But um, that's what I did. I would get the reserve study done and have them or even just have somebody, even if there is a current one, have somebody come to the meeting and prioritize what it is that you need to do first. Uh, because, you know, it's hard to do everything at once. You might need to do everything at once. It's hard to do everything at once, but, um, you know, try to focus and plan. And this takes some time. Um, you know, this is planning of communicating, figuring out whether, um, you know, you're going to special assess or take a loan or both. You know, like Rosie was saying, I think other income aside from condo fees um, are, are a great way to uh, get other income. You know, they got the clubhouse rentals. If you have that, you got the capital contribution, if you can do that, um, all that other stuff. So um, that would be my first thing. I could go on and on and on, but I think that would be the first thing that I would do as well. I think out of the four of us, though, Maria Lane is dealing with it all right now. Right. Right, girl? That's right. <laughs> but uh, going back to communication, I would like to... Uh, stress the importance of talking to the residents. So maybe at the annual meeting, invite the engineer so he can do the presentation. Yeah. And then the, the board is not the bad guy, you know? Mm -hmm. you, you can switch the focus on all the things that need to be done and all the increases or special assessments, whatever, and just turn it to the experts and have them explain everything. Yeah. Yeah. In your experiences, do you find that, uh, especially when you're coming into a community that, that you haven't managed before, do the boards and the residents understand the importance of reserves, or is it something that you really need to educate them on, or, or does it vary by case? I think they vary. I think they vary. Some do, some don't. I mean, of course, this, this episode is focusing in communities that are in financial trouble. So for them, they, and you know, sometimes they say, well, the research study comes in and it's just a projection of fees. But then when we went to do the project, they were so out of it. So we don't rely on the, on the, on the research study. We just get estimates from the vendors at that particular time. But what they fail to understand is that, yes, that's fine, but you weren't even matching your reserve, the projected reserve contribution. So, and again, it's a management tool. It's not a magic ball. So right. explaining and just getting them to understand that as a basis of what they should put away is one thing. Um, what, what I wanted to also um, kind of bring up is that when you, when you take over a new community, one of the things that would be also very helpful when you start meeting with that new board so they know that you are really looking into managing that new property 
is that you look at the component responsibility chart. I took over one community, which is lovely, absolutely lovely. And what I, I found in their governing documents that driveways were, even though this is a townhome community, the driveways were a unit owner responsibility for repair replacement and snow removal. The association was providing all of those services before. So um, that was that was huge, and and it took two years of training <laughs> the homeowners yeah. that uh, we were no longer doing that for them. Uh, but it, it was that constant. We're going back to communication. You know, we we shared the documents that specific section. We actually then put together a component responsibility chart. So it would be crystal clear. We held a community meeting explaining it and bringing it to everybody's attention. What was good in that way was that um, we, I did a historical record of expenditures. And then the two years later, when we stopped doing that, we were able to lower the uh, snow line budget line item. Oh, so, you know, and again, it's everybody working together. At the, at the end of the day, it's their pocket that's paying for it. And, but we took away the liability. I mean, there were so many things that were a, a pro for the association. So, um, so just if, you, if you're taking over a community, just truly take over that community, you know, get, get involved, get acquainted. Yeah. And, and the board is going to be looking to you for direction and, and ideas and help. So it's your moment. And, and one other thing that I find that, um, there's a misconception about low condo fees. People are excited. Oh, we have, you know, our community doesn't raise the, our boards mostly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they will say like, oh, we, we, you know, we don't raise the condo fees or we've only raised it a dollar or two. Well, that's not a good thing. You know, that's, that's not a good thing. I always reckon even, you know, even if you're in a, a positive, a little bit of a surplus, I always recommend a little surplus every single solitary year. Everything else goes up inflation and all of that. And that's not a good thing. And a lot of people are not board members and a lot of homeowners don't understand it. We just did a survey where people were like, I don't understand why the condo fees go up every year. Well, everything else is, I don't understand how they don't understand that. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, that would be something that we have to explain when we go back uh, uh, to give, you know, our survey uh, responses back to them. But um, basically it's a business. And you're not doing any favors by not increasing the condo fees. Well, and, and a lot of times other boards blame the task boards for not having enough reserves and not raising fees. And or, or you get the boards that say, well, we've always done it that way. Like we always mow up to blah, blah. Well, that's not your property. Stop mowing it. Like, you know, it's not for you to mow. So again, you know, component responsibility chart. I agree with Very that. important. What are your thoughts on special assessing versus community loans? I've never done a loan. So I, I might be trying to do my first, very first loan. I'm interim manager for a community where they have a huge sinkhole. Like you could put a whole body car in there um, and they don't have the money. So I'm at my first time in 25 years <laughs> and I'm thinking I might have to figure out a loan. You know, Patty, that every single lender, business partner, member is going to be calling you now once they hear I know, I know, I know, because the board said, no, no, they don't want to do a special assessment. Well, the, the homeowners are going to pay for it either way, if it's a loan or a special assessment. Right, I guess it just, I think what it, it depends on, 
on how fast you need the money. Like if you, you know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, we got to get this fixed. If you need it, if you need it quickly, then you have to get a loan. Yeah. But if you can spread it out, if you can, then, um, you know, it's good to, I think better to do a special assessment, but sometimes you just really need, you know, or both. Right. Well, I think, both, I think yeah. it, depends, right. it depends why you need the money for. If you have a humongous snow um, uh, overage, you don't need a loan for that. Do a special assessment. Mm. The idea is you need to do it timely Agreed. so people remember. Yeah. Uh, don't, if you have a bad winter and your budget is blown yeah. with the first uh, quarter of the year, pass that freaking assessment. Get all your bills, get the board to approve them, and pass that special assessment. Uh, hold on one second, please. Um, pass that spell. I'm filling in for Rosie. <laughs> pass that special assessment right away while it's fresh in your mind. They forget sometimes how many snowstorms you may have. Like what we do in our monthly nudist letter, we'll we'll put like a tally every month and show them where we are on the budget so that they see, you know, how close we're getting. And, and this money can't be taken other places. Um, right. So I, I love that idea. I think the more you can keep your your unit owners involved and, and informed, the, the easier it will be when when there's bad news and you do have to special assess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with anything like with insurance, like our insurance renews mid-year so if our insurance is over our budgeted item this is getting off off the topic you know we'll let them know right away we're going to be over by the end of the year we know this already when you say special assessment it has kind of a bad juju you know yeah. people don't like that and it does have uh, an impact on real estate so like rosie said if it's something small Okay, well then everybody understands a special assessment. But if you're looking for capital improvements, I think that the safer route would be a loan. And now they are very um, simple. The process is not that cumbersome like it used to be. What do they use for collateral when they give you Revenue. that word? Revenue. Revenue, yeah. Just just knowing that projected revenue yeah, from over the years. Okay. Right. If I want to go back to uh, special assessments, I think that as a manager, you should advise your boards to pass a special assessment if that in if that expense affects your operating budget Absolutely. for that year. Yeah. So that way you don't have to cut other services like like an insurance increase or a snow overrun. Yes. Those are the things you need to recover immediately because you need to keep the whole community going for the whole rest of the year. Right. But like Marielena said, capital improvements, a whole roof replacement project, uh, paving, yeah. water line infrastructure redone, all of those are huge. And then at that time, yes, bank loans will be more advisable because not only do you spread them over time, they can go with the current unit ownership. Special assessments normally go to the person that lived there right. where the cost was incurred. So right. if you sell your home, you're responsible for that amount that's of right. money. It will be collected at settlement. Oh, yeah. So those are the kind of things that, you know, but that's why it's so important that timely assessment. And yes, it has a bad name, but define it. And it is what it is. I, I mean, I realtor told me one time that they would rather see a special assessment for something like snow than 
to go a year and then raise the fee ten dollars so, you know in the next year it's, it's, it's much more justifiable to say mm -hmm. we had a really bad winter yep. and we're doing a special assessment but i i have to agree that if it's a capital project like that where it needs to be done legal documents hold some communities back when it comes to special assessing or absolutely yeah <laughs> yes how do, you, how do you manage that vote by, by yes. membership some of them require a vote, vote. absolutely one of the things that the council should look into or board of directors is amending those documents that are holding you back. It's easy when you communicate with the membership and explain the problems. Like for example, there's one community that has a cap of uh, CPI. You cannot raise or special assess above the CPI. And that that is not good. Yeah, that's very restrictive. That is for sure. It, 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 it really it doesn't hurt you. Members, for the most part, it really hurts you in the long run because it keeps compound. So that's where you need your attorney, and they are excellent business partners too. But you need to bring them in to educate not only the board but the membership. So again, if you have an annual meeting, it is the perfect time to bring in these experts so they can educate everybody. What I am finding in a lot of my communities is that the boards are starting to institute a mid-year annual meeting because they feel that the annual meeting will, will concentrate on things done for the year and run the election. But if you have a mid-year gathering with your membership, yeah. then it's just an update. And those would be more geared with, this is where we are financially, or these are the projects that we wanna do. And, and just having that open forum communication with your owners. I, I'm having a lot of my communities go with a mid-year I had a couple that had a, what we called a membership meeting. Mm, exactly. And it was not really well attended. So they they, about but I think for uh, over 55 communities especially or on sites you know a mid-year meeting, mid meeting would work so have you had success with turning a community around um, and if so how long did it take to do so I have a wonderful success story great we'd love to hear it yay and it took us two years so it wasn't it wasn't that bad but uh the reserves were underfunded but we had a terrible winter that year. So we special assessed right, right after, but we continued that special assessment to fund the reserves. So we were able to recite the entire community in two years. Wow. So one, one aspect that I would like to uh, highlight is the partnership with the contractor. So yes, we were able to do the project, but the contractor negotiated all the materials for us. He stored them in his warehouse. They prepared all the wood before it was installed. So everything went very fast. So you need to develop those kinds of partnerships. You cannot do it alone. And uh, believe me, it was a great success. 
So well, it's, it's not only the special assessment, the partners and the communication. We had uh, maybe three meetings with the membership before this happened. And we explained special assessments, we explained the reserves and uh, the project itself. So it works, believe me, it works. Awesome. I also have a success story. Uh, this community has, we, when we took them over, they had a fire, they weren't funding reserves correctly, they had way too many operating costs, so they started depleting their reserves. There was just an accumulation of things that were going against them. Um, unfortunately, not unfortunately, but they also had signed a contract to do, they needed complete roof replacement because they were having some major condensation issues and it was operating wise. And that's where they depleted the reserves, taking care of repairs. Uh, and it was like, stop, you just need to do full roof replacement. So we engaged in that again, excellent communication with our business partners, uh, worked out a deal to extend the payments on a three-year plan with them. That, had, that was just directly with them. Um, so that facilitated the work, which was great, but I kept telling the board, even with this three-year payment plan, you're not going to have enough money right. to pay it, so we're going to have to figure something out, but we needed the work done. So, and if we, our goal and our strategy was to eliminate the leaks, get the, the, the membership happy that they weren't dealing with that anymore. The project was a complete success. It was expedited and got done all done in one year with a three-year three payment plan. And then our worry was, okay, well now let's figure out the finances, right? And we had a little bit of money that we could pay one and a half years. We needed to worry about the rest. Compounded with that, then we needed to start looking at deck replacements. So we reached the goal. Well, we reached the level where I told the board, this is it. We need to do something because your finances cannot absorb this. So we worked out the budget um, knowing what we needed to pay, like what was outstanding there. So the community was looking at a $70 increase per month just to be oh. able to pay their bills, not operating, just this reserve capital expenditure. Um, so alternatively, we look for a loan with a 10-year loan just to pay this and have a little bit extra to take care of the decks that we needed. Their monthly fee only went up by $2. Wow. wow. That's we great. needed a membership vote for the bank loan. And of course, once we presented that, everybody voted for it. So we had unanimous approval. And uh, so, yeah, so that was a great success that story. That is a great success story. Good job, Rosita. Thank <laughs> you. All right. Well, that's just about all the time we have today. But before we wrap things up, Patty, you have a uh, wine recommendation for us? Well, I do. Um, <clears throat> so funny story, we had to taste test it this morning, full disclosure. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't give it Sorry, a recommendation without testing it. And this is called a Chaco Vine. It's a uh, red blend wine with chocolate. It comes from the Netherlands. Easily gotten at, you know, Giant or Wegmans even. Um, I think I paid about $14 for it. Of course, 
like I said, we had to taste test it before I could tell you. It gets a 4.0 rating. Vote of approval on yeah, this end. It has a nice, <laughs> you know, it's you could buy this for your ladies or ladies for your guys. Has a pretty heart on the front called Choco Vine. Like I said, from the Netherlands. Very good. I don't even like red wine or chocolate in my alcohol. <laughs> there you have it. I, I think you should start each uh, podcast with a little bit of wine first. This was the best recording I think we've had. This was great. <laughs> I thought it went really well. They did really well. So on behalf of the ladies at Wine on Wednesday, I wanted to thank everyone for tuning in and uh, hopefully we'll see you again real soon. Thank you, ladies. That's a wrap on this episode of Wine on Wednesday. Wine on Wednesday is a production of the Keystone Chapter of Community Associations Institute. Intro and outro music is Good Mood by Arch Music. Are you interested in sponsoring Wine on Wednesday? Contact us at info at caikeystone.org. On behalf of everyone here at Wine on Wednesday and CAI Keystone, I'm Michael Shaw saying, let's meet here again real soon.